It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your good podcast from. Well, the weekend is looming, didn't take long for another Friday morning to roll around and coming up we are talking to Arjun from Investicate with the podcast series Property Investing for Sydney Siders. And tomorrow, Anthony Landau is back too with Mortgage Talk. And good morning, Arjun. Uh, welcome back to the Real Estate Podcast this morning. How's your week been? Another busy one? Yes, it's great to be back on and definitely been busy and looks like things are getting more and more active as we get into 2023. Well, 2023, on that note, the very first cases of COVID-19 were reported to the WHO in December of 2019 in Wuhan. Now, at the end of this year, it is going to be four years that that took place. So where's that time gone? Time is flying would be an absolute understatement. Four years, it actually just feels like one or two years. And that's the constant theme, I think, when I ask around. One or two years is that 2020 was just two years ago. And you're like, hold on a minute. No, you're wrong. That's now three hitting on to four. Absolutely. And we'll be back with Arjun in just a moment as our Friday morning continues. We talk with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts and what's trending every morning from 6.30. And right now it's time for another 30-second property tip from Paul Zamalis and he's from the auction company there in Melbourne. Good morning, Paul. What have you got for us? If you're a real estate agency team in 2023, I highly recommend that every auction you go into this year, that you define and position who your opening bidder is going to be. An auction is all about participation and identifying who that person is and what price they're prepared to start the bidding at could set you up for success and build the competition that you and your vendor expect. It's your real estate podcast for breakfast. And right now we better have a look at those birthday calls for our Friday morning, the 24th day of February. If you're celebrating and blowing out the candles, happy birthday to you. You are sharing it with Kristen Davis. I had to scratch my head. I think she's one of the three in sex and the city and she is turning 57. Uh, Floyd Mayweather He's celebrating his 45th birthday, the American retired professional boxer. Billy Zane. Now, he's the bad guy in the movie Titanic, and he was also in that movie with Nicole Kidman and Sam Neill, that Australian movie. It was on a yacht. I can't think of what that movie was called, but he is turning 56 today. And in fact, uh, Steve Jobs, he died, unfortunately, at the age of 56, way too young. And it would have been his birthday today, but he passed away back in 2011. Just sort of illustrates that you can have all the money, you can have all the property portfolios, the millions of dollars, but if you haven't got your health, well, you're not going to last very long. 
It's the main center forecast. And on a positive note, let's check on your weather around Australia on this Friday morning. Sydney, good morning to you. Expecting partly cloudy skies, a bit of a ditto on yesterday with 27. Melbourne expecting sunny skies and 33 is your forecast high. Brisbane expecting the chance of a shower or two and 27. And in Perth, yes, the sunshine continues. Things must be getting a little bit dry too. Around the garden in Perth, expecting sunshine with 30 degrees today. We feature market updates, interviews and trends. Your real estate podcast channel. Well, the recent performance of Sydney's property market has been far from stellar, featuring prominently among the list of locations that have suffered a decline over the past year. In fact, it has wiped out a substantial portions of the gains it made during the pandemic boom. And looking back, it's evident that property buyers should adopt a long-term perspective, but often get bogged down by the short-term commentary ranging from the negative gearing removal scare to APRA's lending limits, and of course the pandemic and rising interest rates. So why aren't property buyers considering the medium term? What lies ahead for the Sydney property market beyond the painful inflation and interest rate hike? Well, joining us back again this morning is Arjun Paliwal, the Head of Research at Investikit Buyers Agency. And Arjun, first off, could you share with us what time frame constitutes the medium term for you and what potential obstacles property investors may face in the coming years? I found the medium term three to seven years is a great sweet spot. And the reason why is time just flies too quickly, as you pointed out earlier on the zero to three. And the seven to 10 is where one should start to expect those longer term results. Now, in terms of roadblocks and the humps along the way, three big things stand out here for Sydney specifically. Number one, inflation, which is obviously linked into the second point, interest rates. And what that is linked into as well is relative affordability and credit flow. So those are the humps that we're facing now. And I guess really were a key part of the 2022 results that didn't go in the right direction for Sydney, but they're expected to be around for most parts of this year until interest rates and inflation start to tame down, which is expected in the short term. Yeah, so that doesn't look like a pretty short-term picture, depending on how far some of those factors you've mentioned goes. So that's the short term. What about the outlook for the medium term for Sydney's housing market? Now, from the medium term perspective, the first thing that's a clear standout in Sydney has been the declining vacancy rates. Vacancy rates have tumbled from its peak May 2020, which was 4.3% as per SQM research down to 1.3%. Now, the last time Sydney's seen 1.3% vacancy rates was going all the way back to 2012-2013. And as we know, what followed then was one of Sydney's largest booms. That wasn't just because of vacancy rates, but when there is lack of housing and rental housing being one, then you have more pressure on things where migration is coming into full force and playing catch-up mode, being even stronger then naturally vacancy rates is a big part that will help that medium-term outlook look better for property prices as people look at that buying equation, both investors and home buyers. Now, the final key points are we're in a jobs boom, and it's hard to look at or understand that 
when you're thinking of all of what's going wrong in the world, inflation, interest rates, but we are seeing city changing infrastructure, especially across Sydney, from billions of dollars in transport projects to link up many parts of Sydney, to also billions of dollars of business parks and huge projects like the far Western Sydney airport. So there is no shortage of city changing infrastructure, which will no doubt aid Sydney. And that also brings along with it a jobs boom and put all those things together higher capacity of buying, more employed people, worsening rental crisis, and that too, lowering improvals in building pipeline, we are due for another dwelling under supply, which is just quite clear. Yeah, and that's a, a very different set of circumstances uh, for Sydney property owners, should all that come to light. Uh, what can Sydney property owners and buyers do to stay proactive and focused, I guess, on their future acquisitions in 2023 and beyond? I think the first key thing is that old saying, hold the fort. Now, many people may not have this information that I've just shared here, which is a very positive outlook for the medium term, and they may just be going off those short-term reactions. And so as a result, they may be thinking of selling, they may be thinking of you know, getting rid of that problem off their hands if it's going to get much worse. But the truth is, it's going to get better in the few years ahead. You know, Just taking it back to the peak periods of listings over the most recent year, September 2022, over 31,000 properties for sale in Sydney during that time. It's no wonder we saw some declines because during that boom in recent times, we had 22,000 houses for sale, say in August 2021. Now we have backed down to 23,600 properties for sale in Sydney, which is a clear sign that from the peak of earlier parts of or mid parts of last year, we are now starting to see listings trend lower and lower and lower as a lot of people start to say, hold on a minute, I don't need to sell, so why should I? So holding the fort from a rental perspective would also see rents increase. And from a perspective of supply, if that keeps lowering, we may start to see prices find their floor, which are in one way already happening. The second and final point is proactive finance management. Obviously, with such big financial changes, interest rates also changing as time goes on. I think it's important to get more proactive than ever. And we're seeing that in a refinance boom that's occurring in Australia and Sydney playing a big part of that. I expect houses to get more financially savvy or households to get more financially savvy by proactively managing it during this time period. And what about, just before I let you go, what about this whole servicing of mortgages and, of course, the way in which the rates are changing people's serviceability? How do you see that, particularly, I guess, in the, the Sydney market? I mean, it's an expensive market to be in. First-home buyers are struggling. It's kind of like a double whammy, I guess, if you can't afford serviceability and that's going backwards with these interest rate rises. It's definitely a tough thing for many current property owners. There's no other way to say that other than it's very difficult for many. However, at the same time, it's important to look at overall holistic finances. If you were to not pay that mortgage, unfortunately, the rents aren't looking any better either. The worsening rental crisis means that in all aspects, shelter in Sydney is likely to be very expensive over the few years ahead. So I think from that perspective of things, If you can come back to that point of hold the fort, naturally, I expect these things to change. But in the interim, that proactive finance management for many is going to be important because right now, that's the effect the RBA wants to have. They want mortgages to create that change in mindset to reduce demand in other parts of life. And humans will react to that and they will follow along if their confidence continues to get lower on how their households manage it. 
which should then play back to that effect where demand-driven inflation should reduce. However, that doesn't solve supply-driven inflation, which is why it's such a difficult thing to look at with the rates rising. So hold the fort, proactive finance management, and naturally, if it is becoming such a big burden, we will see many people not spend in other parts of their life because the shelter will play the most important part. All right. Well, there you go. You've heard it from Arjun this morning. Hold the fort is the key message on your Friday morning. Arjun, thanks for coming back onto the Real Estate Breakfast. Uh, You and the team at Investor Kit have a great Friday and catch you back shortly. Thank you, my friend. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 